You're listening to the Build Assets Online Podcast. Learn how you You. can build a diverse and sustainable income online from two brothers who actually do it. Now, here are your hosts, Mike and Joe. Joe and Mike from buildassetsonline.com, and we're coming at you with a Land Academy review. And we're not just going to be reviewing what they offer in the course, uh, you know, just basically, we're not going to be reviewing it at face value. We're going to be telling you what, uh, what's what been happening to us doing it for a year. So, Mike, we're very hard yeah. on this one. I did work very hard. I'd say about 100 times as hard as I usually work for these because you do most of the back-end operations. But, yeah, I've really been working on this land stuff since end of the year last year. And, you know, um, I don't see a lot of people discussing their in-depth results you know a lot i i'm I'm not going to show these results to brag or anything like that in fact i'm almost embarrassed at uh where we're at at this point i think we we could be doing a lot better but i think it's good for people to get an idea of really what it looks like in terms of how much mail uh, we sent out the offers that we got back and so not something you see a lot um in terms of discussion so i want to discuss it Cool. So uh, moving on, if you want to try out Land Academy uh, and you want to get a special BOW discount, landacademy.com slash membership plans, use coupon code BAO and you'll save uh, $500, all caps. And uh, but, but either way, we get a small commission for that, but either way, this is an unbiased review. We're not going to tell you it's great or tell you it's not good just because we are affiliates for it. Yeah, and I really wouldn't even... You know, like courses, most of the time, they're about business models that already kind of exist. And it's just like their version of it. The thing about Land Academy is that you really can't do the buying and selling land thing just out the gate uh, without this training and without the tools that they provide. And so there's other thing, other courses out there about how to buy and sell land. But I believe they're actually all former students of Land Academy. So... You know, you can watch our interview with them, um, the founders of Land Academy, Stephen Jill, and they talk about their origins. They've been doing this for like since the 90s, I guess. So it's like 30 years so longer than I've been around. So, yeah, the, the, the thing is that is that they create the ecosystem for how this all works. Otherwise, I would just say this is our results from flip, from flipping land. But this is actually our results from using their framework. Yeah. So uh, yeah. let's see. Let's talk about our online business criteria. So before we do anything online, it has to meet four out of six of these things. And we've talked about this multiple times. Um, And so Mike, how many of these would you say land fulfills? Because I feel like it's five out of six. Well, let's talk about it. Compounding results. So by compounding results, we mean that you can put in the same action over and over and over again and have an exponential effect in terms of the results you receive. And an example of this would be um, the content sites that we run. So if you put out say 50 articles a month, or you say you put in a thousand dollars each month into getting X number of articles made, the amount of income that you get out of that isn't really, um, it's not really like a one-to-one ratio because the more articles you put out, uh, your website gains authority, you get more traffic in almost uh, hockey stick exponential type fashion. And therefore, your earnings go up in an, in an exponential type fashion. So I would say that flipping land does not have this because it's 
like I send out 5,000 mailers each month, um, I'm going to get the same result back every single time. Me doing the same action over and over and over is not going to somehow increase the uh, results that I get in a compounding way. Would you agree? Um, yes. And yeah, yeah, I think I would agree. It's a, it's a tough one because it can compound because you can just send out more mail, but then obviously you're going to have way more leads and way more things to. That's not, manage. that's not, um, you're not getting like an exponential number of results by sending out more mail. You're getting the same amount of yeah, results. Yeah, no, I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but I'm, but I'm just saying that the action of getting acquiring acquiring more land it's kind of the same thing over and over again which is what i meant um in comparison to some other things like like i guess if you compare it to drop shipping and you want to keep getting new suppliers i would say sending out mail is probably a bit there's less variation in that because you could just send it out you know what i'm saying you're not going back and forth too much anyway i don't want to get uh yes i, I would agree with it at the end <laughs> okay. of the day um compounding skill set so if you put in the same effort month over month, are you going to see your results improve or see your skills improve in a way that is exponential? And to this, I would say absolutely, because going into this and um, you'll kind of see this reflected in when we discuss each mailer, but going into it, I really had no idea what I was doing. You know, a year ago, I did not know really what a deed was. I didn't know the difference between a deed and like title. And so we're not going to get in, get into this really. It's not the scope of this video, but um, my ability to assess deals now is a lot better. And just, um, yeah, I, I think I know my way around this industry a lot better. And so it's, it's certainly going to, um, my skills are, are certainly improving and that will help me get better results. High margin, um, 100%. That's really the main reason we got into this is because we were doing the high ticket dropshipping stuff. We were seeing, wow, this is great that we can make these sales that make a thousand dollars profit. You know, we've done plenty of uh, high ticket dropshipping products in different industries. And so to me, this just felt like another industry that we can go into, but with the caveat that you can kind of control your margin and there's not a lot of product types out there that are like $50,000, $60,000, something that you have the ability to make five figures profit consistently. Um, really the only things that you can do that for is if like motor vehicles, houses and thus you know land is, is one of those product types as well so this was just a way for us to sort of get into more of that predictable five-figure profit sale area um so we have we have two so far compounding skill set high margin low risk what would you say joe um well it depends how much money you have if you are on a very limited budget I would say it's not low risk because you can mess up on your first few deals and uh, kind of be dead in the water. But then again, you can probably break even on them. So you would just have to move a lot slower um, if you had a limited budget where you couldn't take as many risks. So I would say it's low risk at the end of the day, but be willing to part with your money for a little bit. Yeah. And to me, going into this, I did not think it was low risk. Um, so that's why we weren't really recommending it to a lot of people. It felt like more of an advanced thing because they don't teach you how to set up a website. They don't teach you how to, you know, fill in a lot of the blanks. They teach you about land and about how to send mail and how to do pricing. Everything else, they kind of leave it up to you to do. And that's why I felt like we had an advantage because, you know, we, we are good at setting up internet businesses, but yeah, you do need to invest a decent chunk of capital when it comes to acquiring a property. But 
they do offer um, this service where there are people that are in Land Academy just to fund other people's deals. So, you know, you still have to send out mail in good quantities. You know, you should be spending $1,000 a month at least in, in mail costs, in my opinion. So for some people that might not be low risk because you can screw that up and you don't get that money back. But when it comes to doing deals, if you don't feel comfortable, then you can always have someone fund your deal. And we've used this to a great extent. And it's been, um, that's been one of the best parts of Land Academy for sure. And so we'll talk about those deals. Um, so yeah, low risk. I, I'm on the fence about that. For us now, it's low risk because we have, you know, a decent chunk of capital to work with. But starting out, um, you know, like some of our students, you know, they don't, they don't have a lot of money to invest. So that's why we don't recommend it to them. Um, sustainable. I would say absolutely yes. This is really another major reason we got into this because we see- This was know, one of the things actually that I was skeptical about um, going into it. It's kind of funny. I guess like everyone getting into a new business model, they always ask the question, is it saturated? Is it saturated? Is it saturated? And so when we were getting into this, that was the first question in my mind is like, oh man, are we, is there is there going to be like a shortage of land? Like if we're just mailing everyone? Yeah. And I, the more I look into it, like we've spent an entire year really only working in a small section of the country. And, you know, we haven't even exhausted um, some of the states we've been working in, like not even close to 50% at all. So, yeah, it's good because they only let a certain amount of people inside the group. So I, the amount of people that actually know how to do this stuff is small. And of course, the amount of people that take action from that, as you know, Joe, because we sell courses and we see how often people apply this stuff is even smaller, but like just the, the scope of how much land is out there is insane. I was looking at a new state the other day and there's just some states have hundreds of counties and in each county, there's thousands and thousands of vacant parcels. I believe there's like 350 million um, pieces. I don't know what you would call it, like a, either a house or it's land. So there's about 350 million pieces of property in the country. And I think something like 50% of that is um, vacant land. So yeah, that's, it's, it's not, no one's stepping on each other's toes. And it's like, I've definitely mailed places that other people have mailed before and um, vice versa and deals still come back. So it's peculiar to see uh, what actually leads to a response. It might just be, you know, a time and a place. It might be that your offer is better. So yeah, I don't think there's a lot of um, saturation going on. But for me, in terms of sustainability, I feel like it's better because it's not—it's an online business, but it's not subject to any of the the big corporations, the Google, the Facebook, the Shopify. So um, it's just—it's just mail, right? It's just mail and dirt. Yeah, that, that's—I none of that's going away anytime soon. Yeah, and we got a question in the chat. Uh, so we mentioned a hockey stick reference earlier, and uh, they didn't understand it. So basically what that means is that when you're looking at the growth tra trajectory of a business is that it's kind of a uh, flat and then it grows exponentially at the end, like a hockey, like how a hockey stick uh, curves. That's what that means rather than just yeah. being uh, straight up in a straight line. Yes. Yes. It's not linear growth. It's growth. And then there's a hockey stick motion. Um, yeah. Where so are we at? sellable it's sustainable i mean we, we we've come to the ag agreement that it's definitely sustainable even though that was one of the doubts that i had at first yeah and then sellable 
So this one is a bit tricky because usually we refer to something as sellable if, you know, the business itself is sellable. And so I would say your land business as a whole is not sellable, but the the whole the business itself is like getting such such big assets and then selling those. So um, it's kind of like you can sell a mini website in every transaction. So to me, it's kind of, uh, you know, it, I, I consider it sellable in, in that case, but it's not like you can have a big exit at one period of time um, because it just kind of depends. Like you send out the, if you don't send out mail, nothing's going to come back. Um, but yeah, you, people make hundreds of thousands of dollars on one deal. There are people that make even millions of dollars on one deal. Someone in the group was even um, talking about that recently. They made like one and a half million dollars profit on a deal. So to me, it's it's sellable. Yeah. And selling huge assets. Yeah. And on top of that, I can imagine there could be a situation where you just sell your entire portfolio of land if if it came down to that for some reason. Like you had to liquidate? Yeah. Or you got a quiet. I can imagine, you know, maybe you own hundreds of parcels or thousands of not that this would actually happen to us anytime soon, but then you get acquired by like a big something. I could I could see that as a possibility, but the reason it you is mentioned. possible. And another thing I want to um, mention is instead of acquiring a property, say for $5,000, and then you sell it for $15,000, um, what you can do is you can sell a property on terms. It's also called rent to own. So you acquire this property, and if st- instead of just flipping it outright, you list it as okay, you put $5,000 down, maybe put $6,000 down, and then you pay you know, $200 a month, 10% interest for five years, whatever. So that way you're actually making a bigger margin and um, it attracts a bigger buyer pool. And what's cool about that is if someone backs out, like they stop paying with rent to own, it's not like, you know, you have a tenant that's living in your house or yeah, yeah, you don't have to evict them. Basically you still own the property, you're holding the note. So you become the bank. So if they stop paying, they're done, they're out. And you can just resell the property or you can refinance it to someone else and you can make a lot of money that way. But there are also people that will buy those notes from you. So if you have a property, it's been getting payments for a year of $200. Um, like I said, someone will buy that sort of note from you. So that, that is out there. I haven't explored that too much, but that is a way that you can uh, sell a property in a different way. Yeah. So now let's get into the, so wait, it definitely fulfills four out of six. There was, I think two that was questionable, which was the compounding results and the low risk, but still ticks four out of six boxes. So it, it's the, uh, the bow seal of approval. Yep. The Epic Review Show says, uh, Joe and Mike love what you guys are doing. Just wanted to thank you guys for the information you guys give. Well, we love you as you well. Know that is? No. Okay. We love you for being a viewer. Anyway, so Mike, mail sent. Um, tell us about this. So just a basic summary of what happened. Um, so we've sent out our first piece of mail January 13th, 2020. And we're going to stop talking about kind of the results after uh, August 4th, because after that, there's still like new stuff coming in. So what happens is you send out mail, takes two weeks to get there. And then over the next few weeks or even months, people come, they want to sell their land, and then you have to get the property closed, right? So it's not a super quick process, um, especially depending where you are. So like, I want to just focus on deals that we've actually done, meaning we've actually bought the property. Um, instead of just talking about like theoretical numbers that we might get once we acquire a property. 
So okay, we did 25 deals. Um, well, we acquired 25 properties, and we have 16 um, properties pending, and more in the works. All right. So now to the pieces of mail. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I want to make a correction. Um, the last mailer with completed deals that we're going to talk about is up to September 1st, not August 4th. So my bad, my bad. All so, right. Mail sent to date has been around 42,000 pieces. Um, mail sent as of September 1st is 23,000. So to me, this is why I like this business model so much. We really barely scratched the surface of what can be done. There's people that send out 40,000 pieces of mail a month. So when we talk about the earnings, you know, it's easy to see how scalable this business is for, because for one, it's just so easy to send out more mail. And you can also pick and choose the type of properties you're going to go after. You'll see here as we move forward, I kind of went uh, towards some lower dollar properties in the beginning just to kind of test the waters. But you can really start doing bigger properties and you'll, you'll see that as well as we um, as we dive in. So spent around twenty seven thousand dollars in mail. Um, but as of September 1st, it was around thirteen thousand dollars. And then there's the cost of downloading all the data uh, from the data companies. And so we'll just say $20,000 up to September 1st for everything, data, mail, pictures of the properties, whatever expenses, we'll just call it well, 20,000. Quick, 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 quick question. And I think we should uh, yeah. say these numbers a little more clear for the, the podcast listeners. So it says here that the total mailer costs was 27,000. The total mailer cost as of September 1st mailer was 13,000 and the total uh, data cost was 4,600. So uh, that adds up to 40,400. 40, Sorry, it's it's 40 something thousand, right? No, no, because I'm just looking at September 1st. So, because I have, we're going to look at the profits that we made up to September 1st, the gross profit. And so we're going to subtract that from the costs. So, disregard oh. that total mailer cost for now. We're just going to look at September 1st, up to September 1st, we spent $13,000 in mail. We spent $4,600 in data, so that's about $17,600. And then I'm just going to round it up to $20,000 okay. after you know, doing the drone footage, doing all the other stuff that you go through in this process. So I'm just going to call it $20,000 just to be conservative. Right. So $20,000 up to September 1st, right? Yes. All right. Whoever, whoever formatted these uh, slides uh, really emphasized the other numbers, not the $20,000. So. I was a little confused. 20,000 should be emphasized. Yes. All right. That's like the total expense number that we're going to look at up to September 1st. And we're going to compare that towards what we've made with the, the flipping of the properties. Gotcha. All right. Effective hourly rate. So I just want to kind of highlight that um, really effective hourly rate is how much money you're making. It's, it's a good way in internet marketing to kind of assess what you're doing and how worth it it is. So this really shouldn't be a title slide, but um, anyway, the first mailer sent was January 13th. Last mailer with completed deals was August 4th. So we're looking at about eight months of action. And so going into this, you know, I was putting in a lot of effort because starting off the ground, it's not like, you know, you just go into it and you know everything and you can just start outsourcing stuff. Um, especially in the course they recommend doing everything yourself and like learning everything before you start working your way up. So in the beginning, I was so new to this. I was calling 
you know, I was scared to call the town's like planning and zoning offices. I was looking through deeds, doing all this stuff. I was wasting probably a lot of my time in order to figure out what the most important things were. And then towards the end, um, it was a lot more autopilot. And so, you know, the profit numbers that we're going to look at, um, I was spending a lot more time in the beginning to get those profits versus now it's just kind of not autopilot, but it's, it's a little bit more passive. Yeah. So mailer first, January 13th, um, 1,159 units of mail cost us $659 and we bought three pieces. Yeah. So this was just sent to one County and this was the first piece of mail we did. And so we bought the course, I think literally December 30th or something. So I wanted to have everything, you know, we're all about taking action quick. So I wanted to make sure that we were doing just that and just get something out and dive in. Um, so we did that. And so we were able to acquire three properties from this. And so we were talking about terms before, right? So we did have a terms deal. That was one of the first things that we did. So we bought something for $5,200 and then we were able to sell it for $5,000 down. And I think we get like $133 a month or $166 a month for somewhere around 36 months. Um, and there's some interest involved in that too. So after that term is over, we will make $8,300 profit. Not too bad. Um, the second deal was $1,150. We put into it. We sold it for $4,500. And so profit on that was $3,300. Not, not too bad, once again. And third deal, $950. Sold for $2,500. Profit was $1,600. And so looking at this, I mean, it's pretty solid. We made around $5,000 in just straight flip um, from properties two and three. And then we're making, you know, a nice uh, little chunk of change each month. And right. we paid for, you know, that first property. It already paid for the right expense. You know, important to note here. Uh, so the amount of cash that we laid out was, would be the 659 for the, for this, just for this first mailer will be the 659 plus the 5,200 plus the 11, 11, 1,150 plus the 950. So I'm just wondering, like, I want to get an idea of like, if someone doesn't have that much money, like how much would they have after it was all said and done considering the terms thing? So I think- How much would they have after that? Yeah, yeah. So say someone started with $10,000, uh, you might be, not 10,000. Maybe someone started with like $8,000 mm-hmm. and then you get one term deal and you get these two other deals. Um, you might- what would, your, what would your bank balance look like after that? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out on the fly here. But uh, yeah, that's something- you can it would be about twelve thousand plus hundred thirty three dollars a month. Yeah. Because forty five hundred plus twenty five hundred is seven thousand plus five thousand down is twelve thousand. And then like I said, you're getting that uh that monthly payment in there. Yeah. All right, cool. So, so something to think about. Not not a bad yeah. thing. I'm just saying it's that. definitely it's definitely interesting to watch um the bank balance grow with this because it's kind of like, you know, you're always in a cycle of getting money in and then you gotta shell money out to buy more property and then it comes back in. And I do want to mention that, you know, we're looking at this like in terms of mailer one goes out and all these properties come in, but it's kind of like after a while, things start to bleed together. You know what I'm saying? Cause mailer one, we send that out and then we send another mailer and it's like th- that third property didn't come in until a couple months after we send out this mail. So um, it's not always necessarily like this clean and in this order, 
but this is just how it worked out over time. So that's why I wanted to do this as well, just for even our sake, because, you know, I'm in the thick of it for this whole year. And so it, it's nice to see what actually happened from a 30,000 foot view and see how it all worked out. But yeah, it's a lot more messy. Yeah. It's not like know. when I was doing arbitrage, it would like, it would like go, my bank balance would go down, then it would go up a little more, then it would go down exactly. and then it would go back up. Whereas like with dropshipping, I felt like it just was kind of like usually going up for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Dropshipping is always, should be always going up because you're not really shelling anything out up front. Yeah. All right. So mailer two, um, I guess we'll go through these a little faster now, but uh, tell us about mailer two. Sure. So one county again, bought a piece for 4,500, sold for 8,000. Profit was 3,500. This is actually the first piece we ever bought just by... Again, so we sent this out four days after we sent out the first one. So you can see I'm moving pretty quick here in terms of sending out the mail in the beginning. Um, so this wound up being the first property we ever bought, made 3,500 on it. Decent. Um, I'd like to see that return a little bit higher. And property two, we bought for 11,000, sold it for 15,000. We had a realtor sell it for us. So we only wound up with 2,100 at the end of the day with that. So I think that's kind of an example of one of the worst case scenarios, uh, you know, still 20% profit margin. And compared to dropshipping, I mean, that's uh, that's about a, a standard dropshipping profit margin. So that's why I like land so much is because the ROI is so much higher. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So mailer number uh, three. Again, a week later, sent out 559 units. Cost me 310 bucks. Um, only got one piece out of that, which is pretty good for 500 units. And so we had someone else fund this deal. So you could see little $0 uh, in the parentheses. So we shelled out $0. They paid for the whole acquisition, sold it for 3,500. Again, with a realtor involved. Um, so out of that, we got $4,000. Not bad for putting 300 in, zero in for the deal, getting 4,000 out. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. All right, well, I'll ask it later. We'll go on to the next one. Mailer number four. Oh, I want to say, by the time we sent out this third mailer or the, uh, the second mailer, I want to just give people a picture of how fast we were taking action here. I don't even know if like the website was up by the time the second mailer went out. Because I remember we were like, all right, we're going to get, you know, we were doing everything on forcing ourselves into a time crunch just to to get it all out. Where I feel like sometimes a lot of people, they'll, be like, they'll kind of not do everything at once. It's like Operation Warp Speed. It's like you do the clinical. Yeah, you got to do things operation warp speed. Yeah, you got to push yourself because I mean, once we send out that first piece of mail, we have two weeks before people are going to be literally trying to go onto that website. So you have to get it done. Yeah, yeah. So it was like get everything ready, Google My Business, like mailbox, everything set up to all the logistics were being set up while that first mailer was going out. So yeah. Anyway, mailer yeah. number four. So that came only four days after the last mailer. Sent out 875 units, um, bought two pieces, and still one is pending from this. It's almost a year later, Joe. Yeah. So it just shows you what happens sometimes. And I should I should even say the second piece here, we just got it like last month. And so that was an absolute nightmare. Um, you know, because keep in mind also there was COVID, so things were shut down, but it's it's not excusable how uh how bad this attorney was but in any event bought a piece for 8500 after closing costs all that 
And then we found out it was really not an ideal piece. Uh, we had a realtor go look at it, uh, a land specialized realtor that we that we trust. And he wasn't uh, very fond of it. But at this point, it was too late. We had already got all the wheels moving. And um, I think I kind of panicked at the time because I thought it would be just worthless. So I was trying to get it out any way possible. So I just sold it on terms, 3K down, um, 14,000 on terms, which I think after terms comes out to like 17,000. So after the term is up, which I think is like three years, we'll make uh, $7,000. So again, nothing to sneeze at for kind of a, a bad selection. Nowadays, if I had sent out this mail, uh, I work with this land realtor a lot. I would have just not bought this property because he would have said, oh, it, you know, it's not good. I would have just moved on to a better deal. But instead, um, yeah, it, it's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, that's not a bad ROI for a property that you weren't didn't that you wouldn't have bought if you can go back. Yeah. And that's what that's what I'm trying to say here is like this. That was a screw up. And um, yeah. Yeah. And again, if you know, say that that term person drops out well, they've already paid me the money down plus all the payments. And so now my acquisition cost, it's already eaten into, you know, several thousand dollars of that. I think we get like 250 a month from this property. So that's a nice little chunk of change. There are people that just do terms. So they focus on, you know, getting deals in, strictly selling on terms. And it's a good way to build up a nice little uh, monthly cash flow system. But it's a kind of a separate business model, has its own problems. So yeah, property two, um, got it for 7,000. It's still in the market for 19. I'm pretty confident we could sell it at something like that. And that would give us um, $10,000 profit in the end. So Right, but we, did, we, did, we didn't sell this one yet. Not yet, not yet. Yeah. So what's interesting about what we're, as we're getting into this is that going back to the uh, the requirements that we have for doing an online business, we said that this wasn't didn't have compounding effects. But I think in a way it kind of might because like you're saying, you're, you're getting inquiries about mailers that you sent out a while back, right? So That's true. Um, but I, I would still not say the results are compounding. Just because we put out, us putting out 5,000 units of mail each month is not going to beget us exponentially better results just on the fact that we're putting out mail consistently each month. Right. No, not exponentially better, but I could see over the course of a few years after sending out tons and tons of mail, you would have a deal flow coming in um, just by the nature of doing that. So in that way, yeah, there is some sort of, resid maybe not compounding, but residual effect. There's that. And there's also just the idea of having like the more this, this business model. I love it because you know, when we talked about, when we talked to Steve and Jill about this, we were saying how they really flipped the script on it. We're used to essentially people searching and then we're trying to show up in front of them. This is the opposite. We're going to the people and giving them an offer for what they have. Yeah. So the more of those that you can put out over time, it's just, if you have a, if you put out a million pieces of mail over time, what are the chances of, you know, people keep coming in or people come in and it's like, you know, one day you're going to land a really big fish just because of the sheer volume of mail that you put out. So, um, I like that element about it a lot because, you know, they talk about it. Like sometimes you'll hit a single, sometimes you'll hit a double, sometimes triple, sometimes you'll hit a home run. And so I would say maybe we've only hit one or two home runs. Um, but given the amount of mail that we put out, it's not too bad. And I'm okay with hitting singles and doubles, um, you know, doubling my money, every, every mailer or every piece of property I acquire. And then, like I said, the more you put out, the likelier you are to get those really, really good returns. All right. So mailer number five. 
This was a big so one. this was one of the best mailers I ever did. I don't know how this happened, but yeah, we actually end up um, buying five properties. We still have another one that's pending. So that's going to be six total properties off of 2,200 units. And I think it was a combination of um, the way that I priced it. So I think I went a little bit higher on this. I kind of may have overpriced some things and smaller acreage. So I think it was between like one and four acres. And so I think the combination of doing that actually gave me a pretty good yield. And so we wound up getting some pretty decent properties from it. So one we bought for around 7,000, sold for 17,000, made $7,000 on it. And that's profit. So to me, making $7,000 profit, like if you can do that or better consistently, then it's really like a, like a hack. $7,000, if you can just do one of those a month, 12 months, that's $84,000. I mean, the average American salary is less than that. And you can get that off of just one deal a month. So, um, yeah, I, I think this, this stuff is powerful. Uh, property number two costs us about 6,800 with everything. That one is still on the market. So that's why it's a little question mark. We haven't sold it yet. Um, and I think that one will sell maybe for 13,9 or 12,9, something like that. And then we'll make a couple thousand bucks on it. Again, not bad for a screw up. Property three, we deal funded that. And they the funder paid 8,700. We sold it for 18,000. So after realtor costs and uh, deal funding splits, we'll make 2,300, which is okay for not putting any money in. Another property we bought for 6,800, sold for 19,000. So pretty good, make $10,000 profit, 9,500. And then another one was a partial deal funding. So we, we put in 1,900, um, they put in, I think it was 8,100 total. So they put in the rest, sold for 16,500. We'll make $3,000 on it. So just off this one mailer, we have the first property, $7,000. Say we make $2,000 on property two, $9,000, 2,300 on property three. It's 11,000 roughly, um, 9,000, property four, 20,000, property five, three. So this is right around $23,000 profit we'll make off this one mailer that costs us $1,000 to put out. And we have another property pending from it, which I think is also um, a really good property, probably another buy for seven, sell for, somewhere between 17 and 19. So yeah, it should be around you know, $8,000 profit. So that's like, I don't know. I don't know. I like it. What do you think, Joe? Well, one thing you mentioned that was interesting was you mentioned the average Amer- American salary, um, you know, being around $7,000 a month or something like that, whatever you said. But when I see these numbers, Never less than that. yeah, when I see, yeah, it is less than that. But when I see these numbers, I think of like the cost of a college tuition or a college degree, whereas $7,000, which we bought that first property for is only going to cover a fraction of that, maybe a small fraction. And even so that college degree has no intrinsic value unless you put in more, <laughs> unless you put in more hours down the line. Whereas if you spend seven or $8,000 on a piece of land, you have something with intrinsic value that yeah. you can sell for more later. So it's very. Well, it's keep Harper on the point joke. Cause I have to piss really bad. So okay. I'll be right back. Well, I don't really have much to say while Mike uh, goes to the bathroom, but uh, yeah, it's very interesting the way, I guess just the way money works in that regard, how acquiring assets is just so far superior than um, doing labor. Maybe this is some sort of societal uh, commentary or something like that, but 
Yeah, it's just it's just so far superior because when assets make you money, like you don't have to do anything. They just make money by the nature of them existing. And so, uh, yeah, maybe you guys can throw some stuff in the chat while Mike goes to the bathroom. Nigel Thornberry says, bye, Mike. This is going on pretty long, this, uh, this review, but we're getting towards the end. Um, all right, here he comes. He's back. What'd you talk about? Nothing. I was making a social, I was making a social commentary on how assets are a lot more valuable than labor. Yes. And at least, you know, you get a college degree, that piece of paper is just going to sit there. At least the piece of paper that we're acquiring with a deed actually has some inherent value. Well, what's even, what's even funnier is that you acquire the asset, like a piece of land that should appreciate over time, whether you do anything or not. Theoretically. Theoretically, but I mean, most likely. So actually, um, they were talking about this recently. Land does not really appreciate, um, that much over time maybe yeah over like 20 years probably but like 10 year span it's not going to go up that much um but yeah also you know like you should be doing deals at your comfort level in terms of the amount of money you're willing to put down so like now i'm fine putting down 15,000 20,000 for a deal if i you know i'll put down whatever for a deal if i know that it's a really really good deal and so that's part of the compounding skill set is that you know, you, you get good at this or you develop connections with different land realtors that will go to the property and, you know, tell you what they exactly what they think because they're going to the property. Um, the better and better you get at this, the more the risk goes down, the more you know you're going to make. So you can be more sure of your results and you can kind of be more, uh, you can think bigger with what you want to do. Yeah. So we have uh, Jill DeWitt in the chat. <laughs> oh, wow. She. <laughs> What's up, Joe? Um, and Yafit Howard says, I literally have $500 in savings. It's because of you guys. I actually have a vehicle for earning my first million. Just want to say thanks for the invaluable content. Well, thank you, Yafit. And, All right. Uh, hi, Nigel Thornberry as well. Yeah. So let's, I guess let's blaze through the rest of these mailers so we can kind of get to the. We're almost, yeah, we're almost done with um, the mailers, right? So, so mailers, let's keep mailer number six on February 16th. 1,300 units approximately. Um, five pieces bought. Yes. Okay. I remember what this is. So if you look, we actually deal funded every single one of these. And again, this, this is really only one month into sending mail. We sent our first mailer January 13th, February 16th. Like we're still brand new at this. So this is when we really started getting into doing more deal funding, deal funded every single one of them. Um, only one of them hasn't sold yet. And so we made... 3,100 on one, 3,700 on another, 4,200 on another. So that's like 10,000 something profit. Yeah. Um, plus whatever the other one sells for. And also if you look at property number one, uh, we like broke even on it. So that was probably property one and two here, probably the dumbest acquisitions of me doing this so far. And um, yeah, the properties were extremely sloped. So we paid way too much for them. Uh, they don't have as much value as I thought we did. So first one, I'm glad we sold, bought for 4,900, sold for 6,000. And then this other one we're waiting to sell. Um, I think we have it listed now at like 25,000. We bought for 15. So, I mean, I'm sure someone will buy it at a certain point. It's a pretty big piece. It's a good number of acres. So yeah, it, it'll sell eventually. And uh, worst that happens is either we break even or we'll just do some sort of terms deal. Yeah. So uh, mailer number seven, March 16th. So 
2,300 units um, to two counties, only got deals in one county, but we were able to, um, we deal funded all of these again, I guess. And so one we bought for 10,000 or someone else bought it for 10,000, sold for 22. We made 4,000 on that after uh, realtor fees, deal funding, all that. Another one, 8,500, sold for 17,000. And another one bought for 5,800, sold for 11,000. So this is really, again, only two months into the journey here. Going back, I probably would have just bought all these myself. And so instead of making uh, $10,000, we would have made like 20. So, you know, that's a big difference. I mean, $10,000, $20,000 is, is a lot of money. But when you factor in that we'd have to put anything into it, you know, I'm happy to split this with someone because it's allowing me to learn at, you know, as, as little uh, risk as possible. Definitely. Mailer number eight. Mailer number eight. Um, see, we started sending out more and more mail here. So in the beginning, we were sending out 1,000 pieces, 1,000 pieces, 500. Now we're doing 2,000, 2,000. And this one is over 5,000. But we only bought two pieces out of four counties that we sent to. And, uh, but as we were talking about, the more mail you put out, the more likely it is that you're going to land a home run. So we actually bought one for 14,000, sold it for 48,000, and we made $30,000 profit on that job. Amazing. Yeah. It's, I mean, making $30,000, um, in a month, it's not, uh, it's nothing to sneeze at. It's not, it takes a while to, to do that. Like all the other business models that we've done. Um, you know, when our dropshipping stores hit $30,000 a month profit, it's a lot to build up to that, to that point. So yeah, it's, it's amazing that it's just one transaction that can make that. Yeah. And this transaction required such little effort on my part. Literally the person, I did not even speak to them. They scanned in the signed agreement. I looked at the property. I said, Oh crap. I sent it to my land realtor. He went and checked out the property. He said, yeah, you can get, you know, $50,000 for this. You know, put the wheels in motion, maybe made a couple calls to the the town just to figure out, you know, what the zoning is, make sure everything was was all good there. And um, that's the extent of it. So and I think that my our results, Joe, are actually worse than what a lot of people do uh, with Land Academy. Like most of the people that take action, they're they're blowing us out of the water. There are plenty of people that make fifty thousand dollars a month profit um, all the way up to I, I don't even know if Jill's still here. She can chime in on what people are making. But. I yeah. think, um, yeah, these results are pretty typical. So I think it's uh, it's nothing to sneeze at. And yeah, property number two, bought for zero, deal funded it for $27,000, sold for forty-two uh, five, And so it only makes $6,000 on that. Again, if I was this later in the game, I would have just paid for this property. And then, uh, you know, instead of making 6000 we would have made, I guess, twelve. Yeah, part of the reason probably why we haven't done as much as some of the other members is because we're stuck doing not stuck, but we're doing a lot of things. You know, we have this channel, we have a bunch of different other businesses. And yeah. when we first started this, I remember when we first getting started, we were in the process of selling one of our drop shipping stores. We were referring to it as uh, clearing the runway for, for landing. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to, I think that's going to be a continuous process that we're going to be doing is automating and selling the other business models Aside for a selective, you know, one drop shipping store, um, you know, we're hiring someone for Kindle right now, hiring a full-time person. We're going to be hiring someone for this as well. So 
uh, there's a few things that we have to put in place just because of all the other things that we've been doing um, to, to, to 10x this. Yeah, and I'm just, I, I also mean in the fashion of, um, you know, like there are people that send out, they'll do their first 20,000 mailers and they'll make, they'll have a, a property that they buy for like 10,000, sell for 60,000. I'm just saying like these results are not anything uh, crazy or lucky. I feel like if anything, we're on the lesser end in terms of uh, the results people get. Yeah. Like I've, yeah. I've heard of people buying for five, selling for, you know, 55, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's part of. I mean, that's part of everything. I guess that just shows how important it is to to keep doing it, doing anything you're doing over the long term, because you're going to have fluctuations in your luck. Yeah, I also like we we come across this a lot with our students because you see some students that they just buy the course, and I wouldn't call it luck, but it's just um, statistics, right? Some people are, are going to have success quicker than others, and even though they're really putting in the same amount of effort. It's just kind of the role of the, the, of the dice sometimes, but it's not about those beginning results. It's about who's going to be consistent in doing it over time. And that's really who's going to come out on top in the end, the person that's going to be doing the consistent action. And so like things really did not go that well for us in the beginning. Um, I ran into like, I ran into a lot of headaches. And so it looks clean now that we're showing, okay, these are the final results. But like that first deal that we ever acquired was actually a nightmare. For multiple reasons I, I don't want to get into it now because you know this video is long enough but like i'm just saying it, it this this not we had to overcome some hurdles and i knew it was worth it just because we understood what the potential of the business was so if this was any other you know stupid course that we bought from the warrior forum or anything like, like you know we, we would have just stopped doing it yeah but um you need to have a reason to persist and you need to be confident that what you're doing has the, the gold at the end of the rainbow yeah all right, mailer mailer nine. This is the last one that we're gonna go over the uh, the totals. Well, so we sent out eighty two hundred units. Spent forty three hundred dollars to do that. Four counties. We bought two pieces from one county, and we I still have three pieces pending. Um, again, that's from two counties. So we bought one for thirteen thousand and sold for twenty five. So it's twelve thousand dollars profit. Nothing to sneeze at. And uh, the other one we deal funded came to around 16800 for all in. And then we sold it for 35000 So at the end of the day, we got uh, $9,000 profit out of that. So, I mean, compared to some of the other yields that we saw in some earlier mailers in terms of like that one where we sent out 2,200 units, we got like five or six deals back. This is 8,200 units and we only got two deals back so far. And we'll only, we'll only get really another three right now. But one deal, we, we bought for 13, sold for 25, made $12,000. That more than covers the mail expense. So even if we picked one property out of 8,000 pieces of mail, we were still able to turn a nice profit because of that. If, if we just did that one deal, $12,000 minus $4,000 in mailer cost, that's still $8,000. Just do one of those a month. That's six figures a year. Yeah, there you have it. Six figures a year for one one transaction a month. Yeah. Um. All right. <clears throat> so, oh, we have one more mailer. Wait, no, we have a few well, more mailers. Oh, this is well, uh, yeah. No, this is where we're stopping the results because it's too early to tell what's going to happen with these. Um. But so, August fourth was the last mailer we got deals from that we're going to talk about. But September first, we I sent out fifty two hundred units, one county. I'm not going to buy any pieces and. 
This is not for lack of deals coming in from this county. In fact, it's because we actually got way too many deals coming in from this county. And I don't know what's going on. I suspect something weird is up. Uh, a lot of these properties that I, I didn't realize at first were in communities like, uh, you know, sub subdivision communities. So like it's private. So it's not like anybody can go and look at the property. You're also subject to the rules of the this homeowners association or property owners association. So like just too much work to figure it out and too much risk because people are literally sending me deals back and they're like, take it, take it for zero dollars. I don't care. So, um, it's not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to force a deal to happen there. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's not worth it. $3,000, whatever. All right. Mailer, Make it back uh, on the next mailer. So yeah, we could briefly just breathe, breeze through these. We're not going to talk about, you know, the actual ROIs on these. Sent out 8,000 units in October, many pending deals from all three counties. So that's good. And then, uh, go to the next slide, uh, November 5th, 5,400 units. Uh, three counties have two deals coming in from that. So these are also um, mailing them bigger properties now. In the beginning, was spending maybe you know some of the ones in the beginning was like a thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, really shooting to spend over ten thousand. So that way we can make five to ten thousand dollars or more on each uh, each property, which I think is really the threshold for when you really start getting into some serious money with this. Yeah. So. So mailer thirteen didn't hit yet. <laughs> Yeah, because it takes two weeks. Yeah. Oh. And before we un unveil the year one results, I think uh, Jill sent out an email letting people know that we're live. That's why we have 33 viewers. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, Thank you can't, you. you came just in time for the year one <laughs> results. All right. So all mail up to mailer 11, 30,000 units. And uh, so here are the year one results. So where are we at? We're back to the first slide. Oh, wait. Yeah, what is that? A duplicate? Duplicate slide? No, I think we just to go over it again. So okay. kind of summarizing, summarizing it again, we sent out 42,000 pieces, um, but we'll look at the results up to September 1st because that's kind of when we have completed deals. So $23,000. Um, so total mailer costs out of the whole year, which again, we still have results coming in for that, was around $27,000. But for the sake of the profit numbers we're going to talk about in the following slides, we're just going to talk about up to September 1st. So we're going to estimate around $13,000 for the mail cost, $4,600 for the data cost. I'm way overshooting this just to kind of make things clean. And so we're going to say $20,000 total for data, mail, um, advertising. We were doing a little bit of um, like Facebook marketing stuff, you know, drone footage, stuff like that. We'll just call it $20,000. All right. So Probably less. We have some more expenses here. Well, just a breakdown of the numbers. So $23,000 in mail, or sorry, 23,000 pieces of mail, $20,000 total expense, 27 properties acquired. So if we break this down, this is around one in 920 letters is leading to one acquisition. Um, so that's a $500 CPA cost per acquisition, which is pretty good. And as you saw in the, uh, as we broke down the mailers, some are better, some are worse. And I think it does depend on if you go after bigger properties, bigger acreage, or bigger dollar amounts, you tend to have less yield. So it may take $1,000 or sorry, 1,000 pieces of mail, 3,000 pieces of mail to get one good property in if you're talking about a high dollar property, but it's worth it. 
But with the one acre properties, you know, things are less than $10,000. We're seeing more like one in 500, even somewhere um, like one in 300, one in 400. So there's that. And there's also, you know, the learning curve factor of it. Some things we bought that we shouldn't have bought or some things we priced wrong. So we didn't get any deals back in that county. So this is just our results after year one. Yeah. So here is the profit, the like the actual profits. Yeah. So we'll make, we've, we've already made um, $111,000 plus $400 a month in net profit. Like I said, off this, off of $20,000 expense. And so 22 properties were sold, uh, 23 properties still for sale. Three are still in process up to September 1st. And then 14 more properties in process for mailers after September 1st. So yeah, we're already at over six figures and we still have like, 14 or 17 more properties that are still coming in from um, these mailers. So should, uh, should do pretty well by the end of the year. But, you know, I wanted to kind of just come and deliver some as hard numbers as possible because you don't see people talking about this a lot. I think it's helpful to see, you know, actual mailer yields. So what do yeah. you think, Joe? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm blown away by the amount of effort that you put into this, this presentation as far as the numbers go. Um, yeah, Thank you. no, it's uh, it's pretty impressive. This is this is good stuff. I mean, I'm honestly looking forward to in the next couple of years, like I said before, clearing out the runway and focusing on land, focusing on real estate. I think we have a little while before we can before we can get there, just given how our other businesses are and how we need to sell them or fully outsource some things. But mm -hmm. I'm I'm excited about it. I think this is. This is where you want to go. If you look at the online asset pyramid, the online asset playbook, which we talk about, um, we always recommend doing drop shipping as the first thing. And then we have a few other things we recommend after that. Kindle publishing, um, creating blogs. But I think this is really the end game for any person who is in business to make money because like I said earlier, assets are just worth so much more than labor. And I, I, saw, I heard this quote from... Uh, I don't know, some, some documentary that I watched and it was like, to I don't remember, but it was like to turn a hundred dollars into a thousand dollars is a lot of work, but to turn a million dollars or to turn, to turn $10 million into $20 million is inevitable. Like it's just going to happen <laughs> if you do a few things right. So I think, um, I think, yeah, that's, that's why this is such a, a good place to end up after you've built up your, your chest of, of capital. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we got a lot of people watching right now. So if you have any questions, feel free to leave them. We will get to them. And, um, you know, like and subscribe as well if you want to see more content like this. But Will Harova says, you got paid to learn the business. Thanks for sharing this. And that's the exact point that I wanted to get at is we, this is just year one of learning everything from scratch. Uh, we've talked about some other businesses that we've done, obviously in previous videos. And, you know, the year, the first year, is always the hardest because you have to start from ground zero, figure out what to do, what not to do. And then once you figure out what works, that's when you can really dial in and get really good results. Like our SEO sites, our content sites, the first year, Joe, what were our results like? Pretty bad. Just lost money and disappointment. Yeah. Negative money, negative happiness. But we knew that it was going to work out just because of, you know, following the principles that we talk about. So year two, year three, it's, it's now a six figure business for us. So I'm pretty encouraged by these results just from year one, just from, you know, 
not knowing again what a, a deed was. So it's uh nothing to sneeze at, as we say. Yeah. So what's the next slide, Joe? Um, we have some questions as well, by the way, in the chat. Well, uh, we oh, here we go. Next slide. Total money in, total money out, total profit, 83% ROI. Yeah, and so I did this, um, like if you go and you add up what we actually spent, it's less than this because I'm just taking, I wanted to, I wanted to look at what the average ROI is on a land deal. So this includes the money that other people shelled out for us doing the deal funding. So the total of that, of our money and their money, 242000 and the total, total money out, which again, not all of it went to us, 445000 So that's an 83% ROI. Pretty good. Yeah, and I think um, I, we were talking about this on a previous video, is we bought a good number of um, physical products for one of our dropshipping stores because the product was going out of business or the product was, was being discontinued. And um, we already had articles written for this product. You know, it was a, a good seller for us. And so we said, why not, you know, we'll take over the entire market share for this product and uh, we'll sell them eventually. And it's like, even with the discount that we got out of that, we were still only going to make like 20%, um, 25% ROI after ad spend, after everything. And it cost us like $40,000 to buy all these products. And as I'm doing this, you're like, I'm like, well, I know I should do it, but if I just put that $40,000 into land, like putting 40 in and making 60 out a $20,000 profit. That's like not good margin for land. Um, yeah. And so many, many more transactions product. to manage. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, the, the, the ROI in this business is unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, in terms of, you know, drop shipping, you're looking at 20%. Even if you own the physical product, you warehouse it really the best situation possible. You're, I don't even know, 30, 40%. So, yeah, cool. If you look, yeah. if you compare it to SEO, I mean, you can have better ROI, but it takes years and years to get that uh, get that return. Same with Kindle, kind of. So this is just for the the sheer quickness of how you can put the money in and take the money out. Uh, it's it's unparalleled. Yeah, this is basically arbitrage on on steroids. Yeah, um, and so like some of these deals, um, especially in one particular state that we work in, deals take very very long and. I'm going to start moving away from that state because of this. In fact, during COVID as well, like that's has surely screwed things up. I know people that are, you know, all my attorneys, all my title companies are insanely busy now because of just the market that's been created because of COVID on top of the shutdowns affecting the speed of things. So um, that's also probably why we didn't make as much as we could have this year, just because of how long things are taking to churn around. But we have one state that we worked in that was, um, Mailer number nine, Joe, if we want to go back to that. There you go. So these two deals um, in the state that we worked in, we were actually able to get these done extremely quickly. So uh, it took us about two weeks to buy them. And then we put them on the market. Both of them sold within a couple of weeks. And then to close these properties, we were able to get them closed. So the money back into our account in like seven to 10 days after someone was willing to buy it. So that is, is really powerful to just in one month, turn $13,000 into $25,000. Yeah. It's all about this, the speed of transaction, which uh, I know Steve talks about a lot. And so I'm trying to 
get into that as well because it is important. You put the thirteen thousand dollars in. You have to wait a year for it to turn into twenty five. That's not as good as waiting a month for it to turn into twenty five. Yeah. So we have some so. questions in the chat. Um, how did the deal funding worth out work out? Was it worth it? I saw you on Land Tank. Who said that? Uh, I don't know how to say her Trying name. Trying to catch up to where where we are. Siren Siren Shield. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean deal funding works I, I was surprised at how many people are there that are willing to actually fund deals and so i understand it more now um but if you remember joe like the first time we ever did land tank i was like you know i'm gonna put this up here i had like major resistance to it to filling out all the little things and then uh you know we, we click go on it and then within 20 minutes someone was like yeah i'll fund the deal and so yeah i mean it, it works out there's not much uh not much to talk about. They say, hey, I'll give you the money. Just let me know when it's ready to close. And then they wire the money. But on top of that, it's actually been really good for helping me with learn the business because I've been able to essentially partner up with more ex experienced people. So, you know, it's good for networking. You get to talk to them. You get to bounce things off them, see what their journey has been like. I've even met up with, you know, um, one of my, my major funders in person. So it's allowed me to make some really, really valuable connections. Um, and a lot of deals now, I don't even have to put on land tank. I'll just text, you know, some of my people that like funding the deals and they say, yeah, I'll take it. So, cool. um, so did you learn the materials of land Academy or is it a combination of your own knowledge plus the information they gave you? Um, a hundred percent from land Academy. I had no knowledge before, before taking the course, but I, I mean, I will say that it's not like they can tell you everything that's going to happen or teach you all this stuff just in the course. The course just shows you really the basics of how everything works, how to do the pricing and the research, which is like the most important thing. And then from there, you have to just send out mail and kind of learn on your own because every county is different. Um, so, you know, you have to deal with different town zoning laws. You have to deal with all, all these little things that maybe they could have done a, a little bit of a better job explaining just that that was going to happen. But um Really, Land Academy creates the ecosystem for doing all this through not just the course materials, but uh, offers to owners, which I see commented on this. Thank you, offers to owners, that where you could send out the you can send out the mail, and uh, you know they own Neighbor Scoop, which allows you to take the offers that come back in. You can look them up, see what the exact parcel looks like, see sometimes transaction history on the parcel, just all sorts of stuff, which like they flat out invented that they created that software without that it would the the process of doing this would be a, a million times harder i don't know what other people use that um do this and and we're never in land academy so yeah you have to do a lot yourself but that's good i want that barrier to entry i mean it's just like like anything even in our courses we can't possibly tell you all the roadblocks you're going to run into because they're going to be specific to what industry you're going in the suppliers who the suppliers have hired that month that's going to do something stupid. Mm. So, you know, you have to be mature about it and uh, be willing to learn on your own. Yeah. So how, what percentage of your, of your, of what percentage of your profit did you reinvest into mailers? Um, I mean, I guess we can do that math, but I don't really look at it like that. I'm just, I'm just reinvest. I'm just consistently mailing. I'm not waiting until, deals come back and then say, okay, I'll split off 20% and use this for more mail. Um, because once you kind of see what's happening, it's like, you can just see the writing on the wall that this is working. Deals are coming in. The more deals I send out, you know, the more this is going to keep growing. So I, I don't need to wait for deals to come in and like have some 
set number split off. Yeah. What states are faster to close and what's your 2021 outlook? What states are faster to close? Well, I don't know because I've really only worked in four states. So any state that um, is not an abstract state is probably quicker. And it really just depends on, I guess, your connections. Because again, with COVID, it's, it's hard to it's hard to tell because I know a lot of attorneys and title companies and abstract companies are busier than they've ever been, uh, probably because of the insane real estate market right now. So that's definitely screwed things up. But it, so it, it's hard to say. But like in an abstract state or in a uh, if you're using a title company where they don't do their own title searches and they're ordering it from like First American Title or one of the big title agencies, then you're going to be stuck waiting with everyone else. It's going to take you two to three weeks, um, sometimes even two months. We've had to wait for these uh, title searches or abstract updates to to happen. So if you can find someone that does it themselves or like a title company, a title attorney office that does it themselves, then you can close deals a lot faster. But it just comes down to uh, finding them. Yeah. And uh, the last question we have so far is, did you mail once per month or once per quarter? We went through the how often we mailed. It wasn't I mean, I think it was just whenever you felt it, whenever you did the research, you know, I don't think we were mapping it out that way. It was just we were mailing when we were mailing. Right. Yeah, so a lot of people that joined kind of came in at the end. So if, if you go back and watch from the beginning, we actually break down um, every mailer we did and when we ordered that mailer. So you can go and see the exact dates, the exact numbers, and the exact deals that came out of each mailer. So um, in the beginning, it was more than one a month, but then I kind of took a break because I had too many deals coming in. And then now I'm trying to get it uh, at like a solid one mailer order per month. But I'm just trying to grow that order size each month. Yeah, but we're in the process of hiring someone actually. So that should definitely help and be able to help us like Yeah, scale because at this, this point at this point at ten thousand units a month, which I'm not even really hitting it, but it's already becoming a lot for me to handle. I have one of my employees um basically handling incoming calls for me, but I still have to you know, look up each deal, kind of figure out do I want to close the sale and not sale, but do I want to call them? See if I can negotiate this deal, all that stuff. And, um, kind of gets tedious. You know, I know Steve and Jill have a transaction coordinator, so they're not even really getting involved until there's a signed purchase agreement. So I kind of want to get to that stage so that I can just blast the mail out and then just wait for the, the cream to rise to the top and just say, yeah, I want to buy that. And then they take care of the rest. That's really what it's all about. Isn't it is, doing all the work or sorry, doing none of the work or very little of the work up until the point where a decision has to get made and then you make the decision. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. And, um, in the course, in the equity planner that you get, they actually lay out like each task in the business and like what you should outsource, what you should not source and stuff like that. And so in the end, I just want to be doing the data portion of it, doing the pricing. And then the mail gets sent out deals come in, I look at the deals, say, yeah, do this one, and then they handle the rest. And so that's that's the most effective use of our of your time because um, with some of our dropshipping stores, in the beginning, we were handling the calls, we we're doing the emails, doing the ads, all these things. And so if you're spending $2,000 a month in ads and it's becoming all you could handle in terms of emails, calls, stuff like that, you're not going to be able to 
push the button or even put in the focused effort of getting your ad spend from $2,000 to $6,000 where, you know, you can start making, start quadrupling what you're making. Um, so it's kind of the same thing with, with this. Yeah. So are we going to talk about, um, what we did wrong, what we did right, how to improve systems, effective hourly rate and how to 10 X, I guess we could touch on this since we have so many people watching. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, wait till people start dropping like flies, I guess. But yeah, we kind of talked about this, what we did wrong. So I think just a lot of it was a learning curve. Some things we did not buy or something we, we, we shouldn't have bought flat out. Um, like in one of the earlier mailers, we had a property that we broke even on. We had a property that's still for sale. And looking back now, I wouldn't have bought those properties. But I think um, that's really about it. You get the learning experience and you see what you did wrong just from taking action, right? One of the first mailers, we actually bought something for like 11000 and then we sold it for fifteen. So we only made 2000 on that. So we had to pay the realtor. Um, so like, again, that's an example of kind of a worst case. And um, really in, in these situations, what I like doing now is getting land brokers, land realtors involved like early on. For example, with a lot of these other deals that we did, I was directly mailing to counties that um, my trusted land realtors work in. So I'm basically, I'm giving them more deal flow they're going and they're checking out the properties for me. They're telling me if it's good, if it's bad. So that way it's, I know for sure if it's a good property or not, I have a more accurate idea of pricing. And so it allows me to invest more money, you know, fund the deal myself because I know I'm going to get a, a decent chunk out of it. Yeah. Um, so what we did, right. What did we do? Right. Mike, I think going off of what I said, the um, getting a, a land realtor involved wherever possible has been really good because you know, we talk about outsourcing the front end of it where customers are calling, not customers, uh, potential sellers are calling and we need someone to kind of field that and do the initial due diligence and kind of handle that part. When you work, when you work with a land realtor, uh, they're going to take care of the other half of once you acquire it, they're going to take pictures of it. They may even take drone footage of it. They'll list it. And so it essentially takes out the whole half of the sales portion, uh, for, you know, 8% uh, of the sale. So for me, it's well worth it uh, because it's it's completely outsourcing to an expert the whole half of the business. So and it's only it's only a small fraction of uh, what you bought it for. Yeah, that took a lot of time when we first started. I remember I was doing all the drone coordination and then it was a lot of back and forth, a lot of uploading, a lot of downloading. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that definitely made a big difference when, once you start working with once you started working with realtors in the areas that you're mailing to. Yeah. And then more we, thing and, and there's no really second guess. I mean, there's no more like, huh? like before it was a little bit of like a guessing game. Like we'd be looking at property and be like, yeah, but what about this? What about this? We can't see this because we can't actually go there. Mm -hmm. So having someone be able to actually go there is really, really where it's at. I mean, there's really no, if you're going to scale and be able to make smart decisions, I don't see any other way around it. Yeah. And on top of the fact that they're going to do all this and they're, an expert in their field and you're not even paying them until they deliver. So yeah, if they, if they cancel the property, then, you know, the listing expires, say you do a one year listing, a six, uh, six month listing, then you just take it back. You, you know, sell it on terms or something and you move on. So yeah, but usually, usually they, they know what they're doing to a good extent. Cool. So, uh, how do we improve systems? I think we just talked about that. Is that in order for us to send more mail, 
we have to have someone coordinating the deals so that by the time Mike takes a look at it, there's it's going to be a signed purchase agreement and not a pending thing where there's back and forth. That's going to be the yeah. next way to improve systems. And then once we do that, once we do that, we can send out a lot more mail. Yeah, because I can't spend 40 hours a week just handling inbound leads and getting those signed purchase agreements. Um, so if someone can spend 40 hours a week doing that, then I can send them enough mail to take up their time. And then boom, you get, out, you get another person in doing that. You can double your mail. That's how it has to be done. And then effective hourly rate, which is, you know, we talked about it in the beginning. A lot of people weren't here, but effective hourly rate is just if you spent three hours on a deal and you made $3,000 on it, your effective hourly rate was $1,000 an hour. So, um, you know, I can't go in and calculate an effective hourly rate here because I was living and breathing doing this for basically the entire year, uh, just in terms of gathering knowledge and, you know, gaining my footing. So it was definitely a lot lower than it could be, but just um, you have the potential there of, you know, like we showed, it was a property that we got in for $14,000. We sold it for 48000 It took maybe an hour, two hours of my time. So made $30,000 on it. That's at worst $15,000 an hour uh, effective hourly rate, which is nothing to sneeze at, Joe. No, not nothing at all. Nothing to sneeze at. Not at all. And so how to 10X, basically, it's exactly what we just said. Got to improve our systems and uh, just send more mail out. If we sent out, what was it, 20, 23,000 pieces and had this result of making $100,000, then we had to send out 230,000 pieces of mail, and then we'd make theoretically a million dollars. Yeah, and I, so, I, I brought this up with you the other day. I was asking Mike, you know, should we use some of our other fancy things that we know about, like SEO and Google advertising to bring us in more leads you know, rather than totally relying on sending out the mail? And uh, the answer was no. The answer was, why do that when we could just send more mail? And this is what's interesting. I, I find that it's so straightforward with a lot of things. Uh, like, for example, with dropshipping, people always want to come in and they want to do these fancy techniques outside of what we teach. But at the end of the day, you just need to go with what works and then you got to lean into it. <laughs> yes, as they say in the corporate world. Yeah, lean in. Yeah, so next quarter, we're going to lean into the mail. We're going to lean into doing more mail merges and, uh, you know, really, uh, really take a radical approach to land acquisition. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, what states will we be focusing on for 2021? Can we reveal that? How oh, does that work? Oopsie doopsie. That's a, that's a <laughs> confidential secret. But the truth is, I also don't know. Yeah, I'm just going to probably test out a lot more different states. Um, but really, any state works. I mean, just go look on Landwatch and uh, just type in a state you're interested in. You can see all the available land for sale. And uh, people. there are definitely people making it happen in virtually every state minus you know, those states that are uh, non-solicitation states, so you can't mail them. You can't mail people in that state, rather. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. There's th That's what's cool about this is, like, there's no secret formula or secret state or secret county that, you know, has all these amazing deals. Like, you can find these deals really everywhere. So, I don't know. The, the, the secret is to just send out a bunch of mail, see what works, 
you know, what counties you like working in, what counties you like the properties in, and then you can set up connections there in terms of a title company you want to work with or title attorney or a land realtor. And so once you have those things set up, then it's a lot easier to go work in that county and all the uh, adjacent counties because you have someone's going to check out the properties. You have a company that you know is going to close the deals for you quick. And so um, that also kind of speeds up your acquisition process and it, it makes things less of a headache for you going forward. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, we've been at this for an hour and 34 minutes. Should we wrap it up here? Yeah. Unless anyone has any other questions, but I think we've really exhausted it. So if you came in late, I really do suggest going back and um, just looking at all, all the mail results. I hope you'll find it insightful. And uh, yeah, that, that's all I got to say, Joe. What about you? That's all I got to say. I mean, I feel like I haven't done that much um, for this business, but I hope to get more involved as the as the runway clears, let's say, because this is a lot of what we do is it doesn't make sense really to have both of us figuring something out, I think. You know, I think it makes more sense to have one person dive really deep into it and then when the time comes, uh, full full steam ahead, whether that means just spending more money or getting involved at a deeper level. So we'll see. Cool. Well, thank you guys for showing up. Um, feel free to subscribe if you want to see more content and uh, just learn more about what we do. And yeah, as always, take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Build Assets Online Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget, subscribe, share, and leave us a rating on whatever platform you might be listening from. And if you're ready to learn how to build your own online business portfolio, start now by visiting buildassetsonline.com slash playbook. We'll see you in the next episode.